Hello. Welcome to the Hungry Herbivore Podcast. I'm your host, the Hungry Herbivore. This is going to be a, a podcast, actually more like a journey, about being vegan. Now, a vegan is somebody who chooses not to eat meat or any sort of product that comes from an animal, okay? You could be vegetarian, which means you don't eat meat, but you still eat cheese. Vegan is different than that. If it had a mommy or a daddy, I don't eat it. And I don't eat any product that comes from it. That's vegan. And you're probably thinking, oh crap, here we go. Another vegan announcing their veganhood to the entire world, thinking they're better than everybody else, looking down at the omnivores, shaking their celery stick, and screaming, animals are people too. Look, I get it. I get it. I was one of those people. I was like, yeah, you're vegan. Cool. Shut up. Sit down. Give me some steak and some eggs and some cheese. There's some bacon on my steak. That was me. But my decision to become vegan, it didn't begin with my love for animals. And I'm talking about animals on a plate. Not like dogs. I love puppies. No, my decision to become vegan was based on the fact that in the summer of 2019, I went blind. Story time. Picture it. Sicily, 1922. So in July of 2019, I began having extreme sensitivity to light. I would wear sunglasses at work. I'd wear sunglasses while watching TV with the lights off in the living room. I'd wear sunglasses at night. Corey Hart fans, where are you? Okay, never mind. I mean, light killed me. And then after that... I'd have pain in my right eye whenever I moved it. And after that, I started having these headaches on the right side of my head. Sharp, searing, excruciating pain on the right side of my head. So about two weeks before we went on vacation to Gulf Shores, I started having blurriness in my right eye. Went to the eye doctor, did all the tests, couldn't find a thing. He's like, you know, just see how it goes, come back if it continues. All right, fine. Not going to worry about it. Let's go on vacation. So we get to Gulf Shores. And this is the beginning of August of 2019. Get to Gulf Shores. The blurriness becomes worse every single day. Not only does my vision become blurry, but everything starts to get dark, distorted. And eventually, while on vacation in Gulf Shores, I lost sight in my right eye. Blind. Couldn't see a thing. Scary as hell. There isn't really a, a, a doctor that's able to look at me and diagnose me in Gulf Shores. So I had to go to Pensacola, Florida. Drive over there. And I was there for two hours, did all the tests. Doctor comes back. He's like, yeah, man, you can't see. No kidding. Why can't I see? Oh, get back home to Missouri, have an MRI done, go to Northwestern in Chicago, see a bunch of specialists, more tests, more time, more money. The results? It looks like you did have some sort of episode, but we're not really sure what it is. So by August of 2020, Wherever your vision is in your right eye is probably what you're going to be dealing with for the rest of your life. 
It's February 2020, and my vision is probably back at 50%. I have 50% more to go. So because Western medicine failed and Western medicine has no answers for me, I looked to myself to heal myself. And at first it began with meditation and visualization. I would visualize my optic nerve. Now, this is what optic neuritis is. Take note, class time. Optic neuritis is inflammation of your optic nerve. Your optic nerve connects your, your eyeball to your brain. That gets inflamed, damages your nerves, and that's why you lose sight. So I would visualize my optic nerve healing and meditate. And then towards the end of December, I got hooked on all these uh, documentaries on, on Netflix. And I was just binging on these, these documentaries. The first one is called Fed Up. It's produced by Katie Couric, and she narrates the, the documentary. And it talks about how the food industry is making us sick. You know, we're told through advertisements and marketing and just a general consciousness of society that it's our fault that we are overweight. It's our fault that we feel like crap. It's our fault that we're sick. And in this documentary, they say, no, 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 no. That's not it. You're sick because of the food. So after I watched Fed Up, I watched that sugar film. And it was about this guy who is a complete health nut. And he began this journey of, of trying to find out what would happen if he just consumed foods that were perceived and marketed as quote-unquote healthy foods, but really weren't. And in this film, they talk about how there are about 600,000 food items in grocery stores in America, 80% of which have added sugar. Because you can pick up a box of, of crackers that reads, you know, fat-free. Oh, it's fat-free. It's delicious. It's healthy. Get thin on these crackers. What they don't tell you is that when you take the fat out of food, it tastes like crap. It tastes like crap. To make it taste better, you got to add sugar. After that, my binging continued with what the health, forks over knives, and the game changers. And these documentaries basically revealed the power of plants and how meat or dairy really isn't necessary for a healthy diet. Now, keep in mind, between each documentary, I kept eating meat. I kept eating cheese. Bacon, steak, fish, chicken, turkey. Get in my belly. All of it. But there was one point during one of these documentaries in which I, I saw footage of a rotting dead pig being fed to another pig and chickens being injected with sodium to make them plump. And that was it. It was a freaking lightning bolt hit me. I'm not eating that anymore. I am not freaking eating that anymore. This is war. I'm not putting that in my body. Everything that I need comes from the earth. That was, that was my mindset. It was just instant. So much so that I called up my friend. I'm like, yo, I've got all this steak and chicken and, and turkey in the freezer. Do you want it? She's like, yeah. I just made turkey chili, gave it to somebody else. It was like that. It was that moment, my decision to be vegan, and I cleaned out the kitchen, cleaned out the refrigerator. And I probably should not have gone shopping before I watched these documentaries. Uh, so if you do watch these documentaries, don't go shopping. Wait till after.
Now, within my short time experiencing what it's like to be vegan, I have to say that it's very time-consuming. There are a lot of processed vegan foods, which I have, you know, prepared for dinner because sometimes there's just not enough time in the day to sit down, not to really sit down, but to stand up in your kitchen to prepare whole food dinners. There's just not enough time in the day. So, yeah, I mean, I will take, you know, uh, 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 some frozen, uh, we just had black bean and quinoa burger patties. You know, get one of those, get some get mustard and some tomatoes and some um, uh, leafy, leafy greens and, and pickles and pile it on and, and chop up some, some potatoes, some sweet potatoes, and have that as a side. I mean, it's, it's delicious and it's quick. But most of the time, I'm preparing whole food meals. And that takes planning, it takes preparation, and it takes intelligent shopping. It takes a lot of time, and I have time. My kids are teenagers, they have friends, they have jobs, they can drive. You know, I have the resources, I have the time, I can do it. A lot of people can't. A lot of people work until 7 o'clock at night, maybe later. A lot of people have younger children that need to be bused to practice, choir concerts, and softball, basketball and dance i mean i get it. it it never ends we've become so busy in our lives that we have forgotten to take care of ourselves so in this podcast i'm going to be sharing with you my journey of making these meals finding these recipes finding these ingredients that i mean brown rice syrup where the hell do i find that it's a fight i'm not going to lie it's a fight to do this but i'm going to do the fighting for you and then I'm going to give you the recipes and help you through the recipes so you can make maybe one plant-based meal a week. Just one. Take meatless Mondays to a brand new level. Do it on the weekend. Just one meal. Even just one meal, you're, you're taking small steps and you're still moving. So every week on this podcast, I'll share with you one vegan meal that's kid-tested and approved, by the way. These meals are super easy. Uh, they're delicious. And you're going to feel full. And that's the great thing about eating plants is that you feel full. I can sit down, and I've done this, I can sit down on the couch and eat an entire bag of potato chips. I cannot sit on the couch and eat a half a head of cauliflower. I get too full. And that's the thing. When you eat foods that provide your body with the nutrition that it needs, when that food hits your belly, it signals to your brain, holy crap, I'm full. Stop eating because it's so nutrient-rich, rather than eating empty calories and keep eating and keep eating and keep eating and keep eating and keep eating. Keep eating and keep eating and keep eating. Shove it in your face, because you're not full. Plants are different. You feel full, you eat less, you feel better. So we're going to share with you one vegan meal a week, easy, delicious. And there are a lot of vegan recipes out there that are not easy. I mean, the author is lying to you. But I'm going to do the work and you're going to benefit from it, and you're going to be able to feed your family these healthy meals. Now, we'll begin the meals next week. We'll kick it off with the, uh, with the first vegan meal that I ever prepared. And it's been a hot minute since I prepared this. I should make it again. Um, we're talking about steak. <coughs> vegan steak. It's delicious. You're going to love it. We'll kick off the podcast next week with that recipe. I'm also going to share with you all the ingredients that you're going to need, all the utensils that you're going to need, on these recipes, like you have to have a immersion blender. What the hell is that? 
or these spices or oils that and flour that I had no idea even existed in our grocery stores, but they do. So we'll give you a list of that. We'll provide to you how many chomps a recipe is. Three chomps? That's okay. Four chomps? Mmm. Now we're talking. Five chomps? Yummy! So we'll provide that as well. We'll also tell you how long the meal is going to take and the calorie content and the servings. We'll give you all that information. So be back here next week. We're going to kick off the podcast with a vegan meal. We're talking steak, and it's going to be delicious steak. In the meantime, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you have uh, any recipes that you would like to share with me, any stories you would like to, to share with me, go ahead and email me, the hungry herbivore podcast at gmail.com. The Hungry Herbivore Podcast at gmail.com. Looking forward to next week. And until that time, here's wishing you delicious eats. Support for The Hungry Herbivore comes from chickens, encouraging you to visit their website, eatmoreeggplants.org. And by cattle, the official sponsor of the new and exciting line of Kickin' People Cow Boots. Because even cattle want to look good when giving you a swift kick to your lower extremities. Cattle saying, Back the f***!